0: Sermon number 587, A Woman's Gratitude, preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on November 21, 1971. The text is Luke 7, 36 through 50. I think we missed it by a week, the singing of this first hymn this morning. Maybe you caught it. Come, ye thankful people, come raise the song of harvest home. All is safely gathered in... Ere the winter storms begin. I'm sure the Lord appreciates the great effort all of us have exhibited in braving the storm, which came, I believe, unexpectedly after the wonderful weather that he has been gracing us with during this whole fall season, though we can't feel much cheated when awakening on a morning like this to see the beginning flakes of the snow. Winter is with us, yet it's a great pleasure to see so many of this congregation who have, in gratitude to God, found their way to worship this day. May I read to you from God's Word about another woman who went out of her way to express gratitude to God. We read of her in Luke's Gospel, the seventh chapter, beginning at the thirty-sixth verse. A Pharisee invited Jesus to have dinner with him, so Jesus went to his house and sat down to eat. There was a woman in that town who lived a very sinful life. She heard that Jesus was eating in the Pharisee's house, so she brought an alabaster jar full of perfume and stood behind Jesus by his feet, crying and wetting his feet with her tears. Then she dried his feet with her hair, kissed them, and poured the perfume on them. Now when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, If this man really were a prophet, he would know who this woman is who is touching him. He would know what kind of sinful life she leads. Jesus spoke up and said to her, Simon, I have something to tell you. Yes, teacher, he said, tell me. There were two men who, owned, who owed money to a money lender. Jesus began, one owed him $500 and the other one $50. Neither one could pay him back, so The moneylender canceled the debts of both. Which one of them will love him the more, Simon? I suppose, answered Simon, that it would be the one who is forgiven more. Your answer is correct, said Jesus. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You did not welcome me with a kiss, but she has not stopped kissing my feet since I came. You provided no oil for my head, but she has covered my feet with perfume. I tell you then, the great love she has shown proves that her many sins have been forgiven. Whoever has been forgiven little, however, shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The others sitting at the table began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? But Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This woman of whom we have just read Perhaps could be called the mysterious lady of the New Testament. We don't know her name. We don't know where she lived, but we do think we know what she did for a living, and it wasn't very honorable. Most despicable. Disgusting. Yet she was a woman who is included in the narratives which Dr. Luke gives us concerning our Lord. And really, to someone who is rather pietistic, it is a real question as to why Dr. Luke would include such a conversation that our Christ had with such an infamous woman. The other Gospels, we don't think they include the story unless the ones the two of them tell is mixed up by Luke in this particular incident of this woman who was of ill repute. The only reason that I can figure Luke would have told us about this particular incident in the life of the Lord was because somehow he must have felt that this yesterday's woman of the street has something to say to today's person in the church. And if that is the case, what is it that this woman can teach us? And no matter what you think of the particular individual, one thing you have to give her, and that is the recognition that she was a woman with a tremendous gratitude in her heart, either for what Jesus had done for her or for the hope that she had of what he would yet do to her. Tremendous gratitude. And maybe this is why Luke tells us of this woman. Because she, perhaps more than any other woman or person in all of the New Testament, can show to us the possibilities that can grow out of gratitude. Not so much those possibilities which are given to other people because of our gratitude, but rather the possibilities that come to us because of our willingness to express a gratitude that costs something. You see, that's the whole secret in this lesson. This woman is an individual who knew that gratitude is something that costs. In other words, that gratitude needs more than just verbal expression. Most of us, you see, feel that as long as we say our thank yous, We have really expressed the gratitude that we have in our lives. As long as we can utter some word of appreciation, that is all that is necessary to speak of the wealth of information and of forgiveness and of love that is in our hearts. Does it not strike you in rather a strange way that this woman, who was so grateful is not quoted as saying even one word by Luke. Here is a woman who is pouring out her heart and her love to Jesus, but she doesn't utter a single syllable. That is the subtleness here in this teaching, that gratitude is something that has to be expressed with more than just our verbiage. This woman knew, you see, that language and talk is cheap. This woman knew that gratitude is not something you talk about, it's something you do. And if gratitude does not cost you something in the way of sacrifice, of humility, of giving, then gratitude in your heart is not very great. Whereas a man loves, that's how he expresses his gratitude. And if there is not much love, love which sacrifices and which gives expecting nothing in return, there really is not much gratitude. Gifts have to be given with more than an expression of just verbal words gifts must be given that cost something. And that's the story of this particular woman. She gave something that cost her. And because of it, she was the recipient of yet unknown gifts of God's blessing. This is the possibility, you see, that comes from gratitude. When we really give to God and Christ something of ourselves that counts, that costs then we become the recipients of even greater and wonderful, more wonderful gifts from God. Here was a woman who gave of the very precious gift of her time. And she was rewarded, or rather was given, a new feeling of liberation and of freedom. Time, you see, was of the utmost to this particular woman in the New Testament. Time, because of her profession, meant money. Time was of the essence. If she had not time, she had not the customers. If she had not the customers, she had not the money. Yet we see this woman sacrificing the most precious gift that you and I have, time. And she gives that time unto the Lord. When she hears that Jesus is eating dinner up at the Pharisee Simon's home. She leaves her back streets. She leaves her quiet conversation, and she goes to see Jesus. And I am presenting you to the, the idea that she went out of gratitude of, from what she had already heard about this man, of what she had already heard him say about the meaning of life. And because of gratitude for what he had already done for her, or for the hope that she had for what he would yet do to her, she went and she expressed this gratitude by giving precious time. And as she expressed this gift of preciousness, this time, lo and behold, though without realizing at the time, she eventually became the recipient of a liberation of a freedom. As she listened to Jesus by giving her time, she heard those new truths. She heard how an individual could be born again. She learned how that she could be forgiven of her dirty sin, of how she could become a person of worth instead of just somebody who was used. She learned the secrets to the meaning of life because she gave of her time to the Lord. You people, all of us. I'm not meaning to just pat us on the back, but we are here today, I hope, because we want to express our gratitude unto God. And because perhaps we have not too much imagination or originality, we are giving him by our presence here this very hour one of the most precious gifts that we have here on life. Time. See, none of us knows really how much time we have left. All we know that now we have one less hour to live than we had 60 minutes ago. Some of us may not be here next Sunday. Some of us may not be here even to go to bed tonight. We don't know how much time we have left. Yet time is the most precious thing we have because of that fact. You, though, have felt gratitude unto God, and you have come to express that gratitude by giving the Lord one hour or two hours out of your life. This is an expression of gratitude, and believe me, the Lord sees it and knows it. We could have, you see, like other people, stayed home this morning, gotten ready to go to the football game this afternoon, or we could have been whitewashing the basement, or as I plan to say in this sermon, rake leaves, but only a fool would rake leaves today. (laughs) Well, we could have tucked ourselves in for another good hour of what we thought was well-deserved sleep. But no, we have come here. And in expressing this precious gift to God, we in turn are the possible recipients of yet a greater gift. In being here to express our gratitude, we can hear the Word of God. We can get new insights. We can feel afresh the power of God's Spirit. Maybe for the first time get, yes, that idea which is developed in the forgiveness of sins. We have a new freedom. We can become new people because of the time that we have given here today. In expression of gratitude, we may find that we become even the recipients of gifts yet that we know nothing about. See what gratitude can do when you give a precious gift like time? This woman found also that when she gave her most honored possession, she found a new faith, a new faith because she was willing to give unto Jesus her most honored position. Do you know what is your most honored possession? Your respect. Your belief. When you believe somebody, when you give someone else your respect, you are giving to another the highest honor You can bestow upon another person and you see this is exactly what that woman was giving when she expressed her respect unto God in Jesus Christ that's the whole irony of the story you see in fact she was giving to Jesus what Simon was pretending to give but which he really never did give Simon had invited Jesus to dinner. Why, we do not know. Maybe it was because he wanted to trick our Lord into giving a false answer upon which he could be accused later for some crime. Maybe it was because he was just interested in what this Galilean had to say. Maybe it was because he was just a name dropper and he wanted eventually to be able to say, oh yes, I, I entertained that man one time in my home. But for some reason or another though he invited jesus to his home he did not give him the dignity and the respect which he would have given another individual he did not give jesus his most honored and prized possession no three things were necessary if a guest was to receive a, or a host was to receive a guest into his home first of all he had to take the man by the shoulders and give to him the kiss at peace. Secondly, he would order a servant to come and wash the clay-covered feet of an individual who walked the Palestinian roads with only sandals upon his legs. Thirdly, he, he always saw to it that a bit of perfume or ointment was used to bathe the head of the guests to clear away all signs of perspiration. But when Jesus came at Simon's home, he, he gave none of these honored signs of respect because of perhaps fear of what other people might say if they thought Simon and Jesus were too closely connected. Perhaps he was afraid to show his allegiance to Jesus, but the woman was not. The woman, when she came unto Jesus, she fell down on her knees. She gave the tears of her own eyes. She allowed her hair to become a a towel to wipe those dirty feet feet. And with her own lips, she expressed gratitude unto this one as a sign of her respect and her belief in what he had done or could do for her. And because he gave her this... Because she gave him this respect. Because she gave him her allegiance. Because she believed in him. The incident tells us that she was a woman who was healed by faith. She was an individual who found in Jesus a healing faith so that she could become a new person. If she had not given this prized possession... She would have been an individual who probably would have thought of Jesus as did Simon. Merely another person in her life. Merely another man that had come in to get something from her. But no, because she gave of her respect and her belief and trusted him. She was the recipient of the great gift of faith. And she found a healing power because of this, which was given unto her because she first was willing to express gratitude by giving unto Jesus one of the most precious and one of the most priceless gifts that she could give. And then thirdly, we find that this woman, in expression of what God had done or was going to do for her through Jesus Christ, she was an individual who gave to Jesus, the greatest gift that any person can give another, herself. Her time, her money, her perfume, her tears, her expression, her respect, everything. She gave, and because she gave up herself, she found the meaning of love. Needless to say, this woman was in the oldest profession in the world because she had a hang-up on the meaning of love. Love to her was something that was acquainted with back alleys, secret invitations, men's strange bedrooms. Love was something that was thought of as a job. Love was something that you got with money. Love was something that she shared with other men's wives. Love was something less than what God intended it to be to this woman. And though she had given her body many times to men, she had never given her life to one man. But because out of gratitude for what she heard Jesus say and for gratitude for what she believed Jesus could do or had done for her, She gave to this man her life, her all, and in so doing, she found the meaning of love. We love because God first loved us. And ladies and gentlemen, we shall never really know what it is to love God or somebody else until we first learn how to give of ourselves entirely to Christ. You see, this is the reason that some of us are having rather a difficult time in life. Why we have no real freedom. Why we have no great faith that can move mountains and heal. Why we have no great appreciation and respect and knowledge of love it is because we have not yet learned how to give of these priceless precious personal gifts to almighty god and one of the reasons why we talk about giving from time to time and yes at this time every year is just not so that other people can become the recipients of our gratitude just because other people who have not can receive because we have just so that other people might have education and new health and the new knowledge of Jesus Christ but we give and Christ wants us to give because in our giving there is even greater possibility for us to find the meaning of life to find a new freedom to find a new love to find a new life. And maybe one of the reasons that you might just be having trouble in finding happiness and joy and love and freedom is simply because you're not giving enough of those prized possessions which God has first given unto you. As you give today, the work of the women to the mission of the church may you do so out of gratitude that costs you something and who knows in giving of your gratitude so that others might have possibilities don't be too surprised if you find new possibilities coming into your life because you have been willing to give of yourself, your precious time, your total being. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we're very thankful for all that Thou hast given us. Forgive us, Lord, when we forget that we have because Thou hast given, and that others have only as we give. So, Lord, help us in this hour not only to know that our gifts are going to be used for the furtherment of our kingdom, but also, Lord, that in giving we find citizenship within the kingdom. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.